Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And we are Entrepreneur Queers. A podcast by two gay idiots navigating, owning, and operating their own businesses in the midst of end-stage capitalism. Woohoo. <laughs> That's like an inappropriate time to say. <laughs> it wasn't like a... Uh, it wasn't a wholly genuine woohoo. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, you have made it to episode six, and congratulations, really, yeah. because you bravo, deserve bravo. a reward. <laughs> uh, if you're just tuning in, it's fine. We totally know what we're doing. <laughs> We've, um,. We've been here before. We have made six podcast episodes. You could say we are professionales. So just one step at a time. So for our listeners, we are pre-recording this and we are almost to the summer solstice. It is next week. Yeah, which is when the pod the pod is going to launch. So we're talking to you from the past. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Welcome future us. I hope we made some decisions that I hope happened. we haven't been canceled by now. Just six weeks in. It's okay. Anna, There's a little- Anna's spicy hot takes <laughs> get us tanked immediately. Of course it's me. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not Kayleen. No. <laughs> I'm off the goddamn rocker. <laughs> but that's why you're here, right? Because, um, yeah, you're listening to a podcast. And quite frankly, you're probably just half listening to this anyway. So <laughs> you're probably working. Driving, washing your dishes. Yeah, doing some, mopping. You know? Cleaning yeah. up your dog shit. Like. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We're happy to be in your ears while you do man- mundane tasks. You just need some friendly chatter to fill the void. Uh-huh. And listen, we do too. So um, we're not going to pretend like this is something it's not. No. Um, so I had a milestone. Uh, I love going to the theater. So I don't like to watch movies at home because I just fall asleep. I do not. I'm just like, if I'm going to sit on my couch and look at a screen, I would rather be asleep. Um, So it's just watching movies at home never really works out for me. But the movie theater is open, my friends. And I saw something that was, I've been anticipating. I mean, when did they start teasing it, Kayleen? Like, well, it was supposed to come out last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it was they probably, probably like a full, at least a year and a half. Yeah, that we've like been two seeing. years, I think we've been yeah. getting trailers mm-hmm. um, of In the Heights by Woo. Lynn Manuel, Manuel Miranda. Miranda. And yeah. it was, it's his first play he wrote, right? Or well, first it was, musical? It was his first big musical. It was his first Broadway musical. Um, I don't know. I don't know too much about his history before that, but it was the first one that made it to Broadway and made it big. And it was he starred in it as as well as writing it. So um, it was incredible. I, it was like such an emotional experience for me. I don't know if I've ever been around so many people openly sobbing in a movie theater. It I know, because <laughs> when you were like, should I see it in the cinema or at home? I was like, mm, do you want to cry with strangers? Like, is that what you've been in the dark? Yes. <laughs> Just hear the sniffles. And it's I don't know. It was it was amazing. Honestly, I have been missing going to the movie theater and it was just incredible like the stuff that they did 
like the cinematography and the storytelling and the talent. I really liked it because sometimes with musicals that are for movies, they give them, you know what I mean? Like these really auto-tuned voices. They didn't do that here. Yeah, I feel like they cast a lot of people with their musical prowess in mind, for sure. Um, it looks like they cast a lot of singers. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad to hear that. I haven't seen it yet, and I'm not super familiar with In the Heights as a musical beyond like some of its more well-known songs. Like, I didn't, I wasn't really familiar with Lin Manuel Miranda before Hamilton, um, even though. I'm a theater person, uh, but I know a lot of people who really love it and are very attached to it. Um, and the director is the same guy who directed Crazy Rich Asians, right? Which makes oh. sense. Yeah, lo- yeah, very, very visually oh. stunning. Yeah, big oh, spectacle. That does yeah. make sense. Yeah. yeah, I feel like he's kind of taking um, the role of Baz Luhrmann with like the Ooh. whole Moulin Rouge. Yeah. I love that. Like the uh-huh. Romeo and Juliet, Moulin Rouge, uh-huh. Strictly Ballroom trilogy uh-huh. kind of. Yeah. Oh. That's great. Yeah, I that. that makes we sense. Need, we need more big gay spectacles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that. What is what is the word my fancy wife said? Metatheatrics. Metatheatrics. Yes. Remind us. Remind us that we are we are being entertained. Please, I don't want to be immersed all the time. I, sometimes yeah. I want I want to see what's going. Like I want to see what's behind the scenes. I want to go behind the wall. Yeah, you know, break the wall. Break the Let's fourth wall happens. for me. Yeah, well, I think breaking the fourth wall is different than being meta theatrical because I think breaking the fourth wall is an actor acknowledging the audience, whereas being meta theatrical is the is like the entire production acknowledging that it's a production. Oh, man, this is theater minor versus theater major here. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Yeah. um, Yeah. No. And I I mean, uh, theater, metatheatrical shit is like uh, some of my favorite. Like Tom Stoppard is really good at that. He did uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern is Dead. And he wrote the screenplay for that Anna Karenina. Uh, Yeah. But he's very big at acknowledging that this is all a play. Like, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead are literally about two uh, side characters in Hamlet and what happens to them during Hamlet when they're not on stage for Hamlet. Okay, I, I feel like I've heard about it, that play, but I've never actually... It's a really good... The movie's really good. It's very clever. It's a lot of good dialogue. And it's, like, Gary Oldman and Tim Roth and... Um, God, what's the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean? The the older guy, the bad guy? He's in it, too. Um, yeah, there. it's very, very good British wordplay. Very funny. Very absurd. Very, yeah, I, we love... We love absurdity. I it's. I'm glad you had a bit. I think I'm. I'm a little jealous, like because my first, uh, my first theater post pandemic theater uh, experience was Cruella, which, yeah, which was not bad, but it was like I wish I'd kind of saved it for something that was like designed to be. I mean, that in a way was also designed to be visually stimulating. It's a lot of a lot of avant garde fashion, um, and in a way, gay culture. Um, it was, yeah, very villain. I would say that uh, Cruella was um, it enjoyable, but not good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Emma Thompson, though, just, uh, she can do anything. 
she plays the big bad villain. The like, yeah, yeah. But she could also have done that role in her sleep, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I would like to see her in something more challenging. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she's ever going to top Sense and Sensibility for me. I've never seen that. You should. It's um, my favorite Jane Austen adaptation. And she she wrote the screenplay as well. Really? Yeah. And cast herself, even though everyone said she was too old. She's like, fuck you. It's my movie. <laughs> Who wrote the script, darling? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's that's Hugh Grant and Kate Winslet and Alan Rickman as well. It's like a very that big That just cast. sounds horny. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's incredibly horny. There's like scenes in the fucking rain like you know rescuing oh. rescuing a sad Kate Winslet in the rain like it's so good it's so good I might need to walk back my uh I get tired watching movies at home maybe I'm just gonna get horny and watch yep. this one yep <laughs> um alright you have some cards for us Um, so this is going to be last weekend of Ju- last week of July, most likely that we're pulling for. Um, I'm working with uh, the Delta Enduring Tarot, which is a tarot card that's a tarot deck that's really near and dear to my heart, designed by a friend of mine. Um, uh, it's you know a queer designer, um, very, and it's all about the uh, about it's based the art and the lore and the construction of it is all based in New Orleans and the Gulf South and the culture here, and it's just really stunning and beautiful and speaks to me um so we're yeah all right so what are we going to be pulling for the collective for the last week of july um what does the collective need to know to inform their life their business their relationships their interaction with the cosmos what do we have here Okay, we have we have the warrior of moths. And in this deck, um, moths are swords. So uh, one of the things I really like about this is that uh, the creator, they um, have completely subverted the minor arcana. None of them are what you think of. So moths are swords, um, typically uh, associated with air and air signs. Um, I, whenever I see, this is like if this was a traditional deck, it would be uh, the knight of swords. Um, this is really kind of a reminder to act, to act swiftly, um, to just take action and jump, you know, like it can sometimes be a warning against, um, acting without thinking or sometimes an encouragement to just know that like there may be consequences either way. Um, but that sometimes it's just important to act on your impulses. Yeah, regardless of what the after effects may be. Just isn't know that, that there might be yeah. some. <laughs> isn't that the fun thing about tarot? Or yeah. it's like, it could be do this or do not do or this. Do I think, well, that's the thing that that's the thing is like when you're pulling, a, well, when you're doing like a full spread, you can kind of figure out from the context of the other cards. Um, but since we're just pulling one, uh, dear listener, I would say uh, look inside and see which 
what resonates more for what you are? Open the locket of secrets and see which one you should do. <laughs> Look inside yourself. The answer was there the whole time. Indeed. No, no, don't be foolish. You should make rash decisions later in life. Enough. Or make rash decisions now. Because all, all you've been doing is now. sitting in your room. <laughs> time to make some mistakes. They're Indeed. your mistakes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> kind of like honestly i think this this year and next year i am ready to make some mistakes um honestly though like i've just i was so good i was so good for a whole year i was such a good girl like <laughs> i'm we gonna make some to, mistakes yeah, yeah come on come on come on big daddy universe look <laughs> a little Okay, so today's topic, I'm super excited about um, because I feel like there's a lot to go into here. And I think it's uh, I'm yeah, I'm really feeling this one. Yeah, um, because I think also it's something people and business podcasts really don't talk about. But I think it's to me and in my journey of life, it is the fundamental and like you're not going to go anywhere. Um so the topic is set the table we are serving the main dish too tired to hustle very timely because i'm feeling depleted as fuck right now truly (laughs) and i think that's okay uh i mean obviously it's okay um but there's just that like this huge balance to think about acknowledge and respect um because you could do some like serious harm you could do some serious harm to yourself if you if you don't um and it's just finding i think your harm reduction right and how you want to yeah i think to also to like before we dive super into this topic, I just want to like explain just to give some context from where at least like I think we're both coming from and to like maybe give some context to how we've talked about work in previous episodes is that when we talk about grind, we talk about we are talking about grinding for yourself, not grinding for a boss. And when we talk about grind, we are absolutely not talking about 24-7. We I think we both feel we both acknowledge that like there are phases of your like there are there are seasons and there are phases of your life sometimes when you got to hustle and sometimes when you have to rest and those are equally as important. So I don't know. I just wanted to give that context because I think so much of entrepreneur culture is about like grind, 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 which is like just deeply rooted in capitalism and white supremacy and uh, a lot of things that as queer people, we're trying really hard to reject and fight and disavow. So just kind of wanted to put that out there as like, uh, in case, in case it was not abundantly clear from the way we have talked about this in the past. I love to take naps. Yeah. Love a nap. Love, love a day disrupting nap. Yeah. Um, so I can kind of like, dive into my experience with grind um so I think I got on this journey to owning a business doing 
media production. Uh, I ended up in Ibiza one summer on accident, but I stayed at this house and they ran a club and they it was like an old zoo and they turned this zoo into a club and I was just kind of helping out like super whatever stuff. And they worked so hard and they partied so hard to the point I was the only person in the house sleeping like for a week I didn't see anybody sleep for a week and that was the first time I was just like oh shit like people live like this um so that was like really scary (laughs) but it was also like okay these people work really hard and then I saw, so they would have a season, right, where they would do their club, they would do their Ibiza stuff, they would have festivals, and then they would take three to five months off and go fucking live in Mexico City, go live in the south of India, and just chill. And that was the first time where I was like, oh, like, (laughs) this could be a fit for me, you know? Um, But also, so I think myself I really like the seasons of like work 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 like I'm not gonna really do too much socially I'm just gonna focus on work and then I'm gonna like have some time to like unplug but so the first so fast forward a little bit to like the first year of the business it was it was hard um it's really hard not a lot of money and you're just working that's all you can do that's like literally all of your money or all of like your focus all of my focus went into that but then it worked (laughs) well it's like it's like the very overtired metaphor of just like pumping the well where it's like you're just pumping and pumping and pumping and nothing's coming out but like you have to keep it it's like you don't want to stop pumping before because like you never know they're like at some point the well's gonna overflow and it's like don't walk away too soon but also don't pump so hard that you (laughs) you collapse and and never see the water (laughs) i don't pass out from heat exhaustion so you know it started working cool and then a couple years after like some really major life stuff happened where I was just like I can't like I can't give this as much time and energy that I need to I need to like I very consciously made a decision to like put my mental health and my leisure first for an entire year um and I did that and I went to therapy and like really did some like deep work I think um and then I needed it. I needed that year and I came back and it's been fine. It's been okay. I've it, I I think there's also like if you you have to build it, right, to a certain point to where you can step away, but like you can step away. That's why you're here. Like <laughs> you can take on not as many projects and stuff like that because I'm thinking about what would have happened if I would have worked that whole time. I don't think I'd still be doing this. I think I would have been exhausted and had no desire, no desire, you know, Um, because there's also the whole like work harder, work smarter, not harder. Right. Yeah. Well, and like, honestly, what's the point of working for yourself if you can't take care of yourself when you need to? 
Like, that's the whole thing, you know? Like, we, uh, there, so much of what's entrenched in this culture um, and in capitalism is abusive work practices. And, like, what are we doing if we're just perpetuating that when we're self-employed? Like, I think part of, for me, I think part of, like, being, like, a queer person in business means like treating myself and anyone who works for me better than I've ever been treated by a boss. Yeah, because it's really easy to per- it's really easy to perpetuate the the abusive work and labor practices that have been put onto you in the past because we are it's so normalized. You know? Yeah, I it's it's weird thinking about like you know the jobs that I had and it's just like how whenever I would like advocate for myself like um and them just being like no like I remember I was like teaching swim lessons in college and I broke my wrist and I was like I'm not gonna teach I broke my wrist and he was like no you can teach like just put a bag over it and teach some swim lessons I don't have anybody else to do this and I was like that's not my problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm physically injured. I don't want to do a physical job. I don't want to risk getting my cast wet. Like, I'm not doing this. Like, I don't care. This is like my body literally is saying no. Yeah, no. Um, that it's like the same thing of like do of like you know, retail or service jobs. Like, p- companies purposefully under hire and then make it their employees problems when they are when they are not properly scheduled or when like the fact of the matter is people get sick or they get burnt out they need mental health days they need sick days they need personal days they need vacations and it is not an employee's problem if an employer cannot accommodate basic human needs but they certainly try to make it our problem um So it's like, how do we break that cycle once we get out of working under the thumb of other people? Um, You know, like, I, I, I don't know. I would like to talk, I think at some point, maybe I would love to see, you know, any listeners, any of our queer, entrepreneur queer listeners, people who have, um, who are, have their own business and have their own employees, like what practices they've put in um, and policies. Yeah. Are you... How are you not a dick? Like, how have you, like, is this something that you have, like, consciously thought about dismantling in your labor practices? I don't know. I'm fascinated by that. It's like, how can you run a business and make a profit and still treat everyone? Mm hmm. Not deplete them. Um, So let's say you're a listener and you're like, I would love to start a business, but I'm tired. I feel like I hear this a lot um, and I feel like I have some ideas. Some, so we, we've like brainstormed some things to like, you just have to, to, to get that foundation there to, to fucking get your bag. Um, Cause you, there is a baseline and I'm not going to pretend like there's not a baseline and everybody's baseline is different, but your, your mind has got to be in right. a, yeah, it's got or, to be or, at a level or place. Move it, moving towards right, at least. Exactly. Like you got to be putting the effort right. in. Yeah, right um, for you, right? Because yeah. right for me is not going to be right for Kayleen. Like no. you know, we operate you know. very differently. Um, so, I would say number one, you're tired. Therapy. 
baby, get into some therapy if you can. Find some resources. Um, I'm going to like put this out there. I... There, so in Denver, there's some therapy that's sliding scale, twenty to fifty dollars at the People House, and because of COVID, it's all virtual. So just say you live here, okay? <laughs> so like twenty dollar therapy, you know? Try it if you want to, People House. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I'm one of those terrible people that's like, yes, therapy, great, and is not in therapy. But it's one of my goals by the end of the summer to find a therapist. I went, I went to a doctor's appointment yesterday. My first, my first non-urgent care doctor's appointment in since I, since I got kicked off my parents' insurance, which at this point, kids, very fucking long time ago. So that's like a whole. Yeah, I'm very proud of myself. Um, just for doing the adulting thing. Um, but yeah, therapy, getting a good therapist is on my list of goals. So we can check in on that later at a future date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I think when I hear, oh, I'm too tired to do X, Y, and Z, but it's something I really want to do, like, you have to examine the other things in your life that may be drawing your energy away. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes you need an external perspective to help you identify those things. Someone who is not emotionally attacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can be very pragmatic and be like, oh, well, this seems that like you're giving more energy to this than it's giving you. What do you think about that? Give you the tools that you need to set healthy boundaries and find ways that you can start re-energizing yourself. Um, Because that's the thing is like you have to look at your like... I, I, I say this, you know, in terms of like relationships, like, I, you know, as I'm, I'm someone who practices like non-monogamy and a lot of people are like, oh, wow, I don't think I could ever have like one relationship is is just like too much is too much energy, like is, is more than enough energy for me. And I'm like, if relationships are taking your energy, they're not relationships you should be in. And I, like I've always noticed, like for me in terms of like, I was like, oh, when is like, and not like, when do I draw the line? When is my plate full? It's like, you know, when I feel like, if I feel like meeting another person or going on another first date is gonna be depleting um, rather than energizing. Like the, the, the things that you do should give you energy. And that's not just relationships. So taking that, uh, I, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. This is one. This is a Kayleen one. I'm gonna have you take about that. Uh, talk about that more. Taking inventory of what is taking and giving you energy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, taking inventory is one of my favorite buzzwords. It's so good. No, I don't hear anybody else say it. Like, I think it's your buzzword, Kayleen. My phrase. It's my catchphrase. Take inventory. Do an audit. Do an audit of your relationships. Yeah, I mean, this is something I recommend, especially to my tarot clients, because so much of tarot is about relationships and relationship giving and forming um, and different milestones is that it's really important to, like, take some time. And look at all the relationships you have, like whether it's with a partner, whether it's with a boss or coworkers or collaborators, friends, and really like 
periodically be critical of of what is happening there you know not never hardly ever is a partnership or a relationship you know 50 50 or as some people like say 100 100 you know like we all have to carry wait people say it's 100 100 yeah some people say like it shouldn't be 50 50 it should be 100 100 just like um yeah no i some people like i i feel like you're hardly ever hardly i've never i've you know i've had a lot of relationships and um i it's been very rare at the moments when we're both at like peak performance at the same time um Mm -hmm. i feel like there's always i feel like there's always like if somebody's doing well somebody else is not doing well. right but i mean like in a good in a good caring loving relationship you recognize that about your partner and i and and you recognize that like you know they've carried me when i've been doing shitty and now it's my turn to pull the weight um but that doesn't always happen because sometimes we are not in relationships with people who have that level of self-awareness or compassion for others um and that goes for non-romantic relationships as well and it's really important i think for people to you know take like i said take inventory of where your energy is going and how it's being reciprocated because if you find yourself constantly giving and never receiving then you you need to see what kind of boundaries you can set there because that's not fair to you you deserve to you deserve to like have other people acknowledge do you have other people pick up the slack every once in a while like we are not we are not islands like we have like we are commute we are community driven people we need to have folks on our team who have our back um and if you find that there are consistently people that like ask 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 and never give then it's maybe time to draw some boundaries about what you're willing to give them until they can like step up for you too and that may sound selfish but fuck it be selfish yeah i've ended relationships after realizing that like the other person couldn't handle me when i was in a downswing because I was like, you know what? I'll be on an upswing at some point and it'll be great, but this won't be the only downswing I'll ever have in my life. And if it's going to be, if you're going to be shitty every time I, I'm, ha- I'm going through a bad patch, then I don't want you on this journey with me. Or on the flip side, people that can't handle you when they're on, when you're on an up. Ooh, yeah, that's also bad. That's also. Yeah, I've dealt with that, with people being like, I feel like you're better than me. And I'm like, I I don't have any opinion on this. I, I do not think I'm better than you. I do not think you're better than me. I have to say, like, one of the one of my least favorite fucking things to do is to try and build up somebody's ego because of because they feel insecure around me. Do the work yourself. It's not my yeah, job. I'm not, I don't want to convince you that you're awesome. It's not my you know? job to stroke your ego. I'm not. Yeah. I will tell you, you know, I will give you my honest opinion once. And if you don't believe me, that's your problem. Yeah, because yeah, if you know me, you know that I wouldn't I'm be associating. Honest. I also wouldn't be associating with you if I thought you were if you sucked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So just yeah. like believe like, me when I tell you that I like to spend time with you know that you're fucking fine, Jesus. Um, I'm gonna talk about a couple other things that I feel like I that help me gain energy. Um. 
I, well, yeah, like with the boundaries thing, I love to spend time alone. Um, Like, I think we've talked about this before, like cutting out distractions from the phone. Um, Just like not making yourself as accessible and really like kind of like diving in, like just... I feel like that's really important right now as everything's reopening and people are trying to get, yeah, I'm, I've, yeah, I'm feeling, like I said, I'm feeling very depleted and part of it is, is that, is everything social and work just ramping back up and I feel like, um, I feel like I'm trying to give myself one day a week where I'm not responsible to anything or anyone. And if I want to go out, yeah, honestly, I'm like, because part of me is like, oh, if I want to go out, I'll go out. But then I'm like, no, actually, maybe I should just stay home. Maybe that should just be a day where I just like take care of myself and my home. So I'm trying to spend time alone, spend time alone, which a lot of people are not comfortable doing. But I'm yeah, usually if I'm not comfortable being alone, that also makes me realize that I need to take inventory of some things. Yeah. (laughs) What am I running from? Right. Um, Um. So time alone is like Mm -hmm. can be very rejuvenating, like just listening to some of like your favorite music and just kind of like indulging in that, even if it's just like 20 minutes. So like I think I've talked about this before. I do like a 20 minute dance every day where like I'll be shit. Right. I want to take a nap or I want to masturbate or something like that. But instead I dance and like it just moves my body and it's just like okay, it's like a cup of coffee. Um, So I think there's a lot of power in that. Exercise in general. I think I'm going to take myself out on a date to go see In the Heights. Just, yeah. Cry. Go cry (laughs) in public. (laughs) Um, And then also... I I love walking and, like, getting, like, fresh air. Um, If we're going to get, like, deeper into it, I I know people that, like, do breath work. Like, if they're tired, do, like, a few rounds of breath work, breath of fire. That'll get you going. And, like, some meditation. And also, I'm going to put, like, meditation and naps together because sometimes meditation isn't accessible to everyone, um, but maybe a nap is. Maybe laying down for like 10 or 15 minutes and setting an alarm and then kind of like work. Because I think I think I also think body scan meditations are really helpful, even if it's even if even if it's self-guided. I feel like that's a little bit different than typical meditation because you are like it's about connect reconnecting with your body. And it's you have a task, you know, for some people who can't quiet their mind, it it might be a little it might, by, starting with body scan meditations may be a little more accessible. And it's also like everything like your feelings and your emotions are different. You can like feel things in your body and that's like has something that's connected to something else that's going on. Um, I also wanted to talk about the elephant in the room that I feel like I think maybe like some of the other like brewery or business podcasts talk about. Um, but like the biohack biohacks or productivity enhancers, y'all, people that are like hyper productive, they're on drugs. Okay. Like, don't think that you're on like, you know what I mean? They're like, just because, yeah, just because you can't see, you know, don't, it's just another lesson to not compare yourself because let me tell you, hyper productivity is not 
an organic trait. Like it's just, it is going to be supplemented with something, whether it's caffeine or cocaine, like you like know, testosterone <laughs> shots, like who stimulates people are doing, or yeah. fucking what are the the like bulletproof lattes, like imminent intermittent fast like whatever like people you know some of these work some of these don't but like yeah no if you're 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 fine like you're fine if you need to sleep eight hours a day you're fine oh my god (laughs) you're most productive if you sleep two hours a day oh god but um just knowing that and knowing your limits too of like where you're at what you can handle how how big of a bite you want to chew how how much of work you want to be your life because I'm also like team if you want work to be your entire life who cares like it's not my business if if you're happy with that and you're happy with like what you're doing and like building something and you want to just focus on that I like you know what I mean like uh you know, like the Sistine Chapel, that was, that was it. Nothing else yeah. happened. You know what he, I mean? When that was being he painted, probably, he that was probably, it. He probably wasn't out partying with the boys uh, after, you know, eat, literally eating paint from painting upside down all day. Like, his life probably just looked like paint, eat, sleep, repeat. Uh-huh. And I bet your back was really sore. Um, so, like, that's okay if you want to do that or you just want to chill. Like, it's, like, choose your own adventure. There's really no right or wrong way. Um, but another thing um, that can also really help, is, this is, like, a more mindfulness um, activity of getting your energy and, like, not wanting to give it away just try and consider what it would be like not to react to something. Um, yeah, that's so powerful. What, yeah, what if I didn't expend my energy on this thing? Because I feel like, well, I feel like, I mean, I feel like this is a piece of advice I give a lot. I think I've given it to you. It's like when people are getting really worked up, being like, is this a solvable problem? Or is it something that, like, you're, you're just, all that's going to happen is that you're going to lose energy over it, you know? Um, and that's just, like, where it's, it's, it's coming from a place of reactivity, um, you know? And it's sometimes, like, I listen, I get it. Sometimes people want to, like, work themselves up and be dramatic, but, like... And sometimes that can, and for some people that can be energizing, (laughs) but, um, you know, like, uh, yeah, what, at what point is, um, reacting to something that happens to you or a problem actually taking away from your ability to handle yourself? What if you could just let it flow over you and let it pass? Yeah. Um, and something I've been trying to do it's just like, what if I just didn't judge it? You know, something Ooh, happens yeah. and you're like, what if I just don't have any opinion on that? Yeah. Like, what if I just observe it? I yeah, was, I mean, yeah. Like, like and, and I was uh, in the mountains a couple days ago and I saw a car that was on fire and it kind of spooked me. And I was like, you know what I can't do? Anything about this situation right now. There's like emergency help right now. I'm just not going to, I'm going to try not to judge a situation and just be like, okay, 
there's a car on fire. There's, yeah. It, but, yeah, there's a car on fire. And, unfortunately, you know, like, your role was just to be a, a witness, a passerby witness. Like, there was nothing else that you could have done in the moment to save the car, save the people, you know, call help. Somebody already did that, you know? And there's a lot of situations, I feel like, where you pass a car on fire and it's that's not your business you know you're like that's somebody else's car that's on fire mine's not on fire they're already sorting it out um all right i'm just not gonna react to that of your how much of uh you is tired because uh you can't stay out of other people's shit literally and so many people will try to drag you into their shit just 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 for that validation um you know and i think sometimes in like the guise of like support um and really want to feel helpful oh yeah and it's just like but are you really helping that person is this the voice that you really need i think for me i have the people i know you know what i mean that it's very reciprocal but it's also just like are you just wanting validation you know I don't I don't know if I want to give that to you um, because you should have that, you know, maybe practice having that on your own without like an external whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. So there's some tips and tricks to maybe be less not even maybe like I, if you do this, you should be less tired, um, at least a little bit. And I will say I do also want to acknowledge because we've talked a lot about like phasing of like work and rest and it doesn't have to be a hundred percent of either of those phases like I know I know some people that are like um the idea of going on a vacation and not checking their email for 10 days stresses them out more than if they were you know if they had an hour each day where they dealt with their email and did work shit for 10 days like they're you know, like a hundred, you know, I, I think we've talked about in a previous episode of like the moderator versus the abstainer, no, acknowledging that there's more than one way to like take care of yourself and to balance your your work responsibilities with your life. And it because it's not about balance, it's about integration. Balance doesn't exist. I I totally agree. <laughs> not not anymore. Maybe when we were hunting and gathering, uh, that seemed kind of a bit more balanced a little but chill like, but then yeah, yeah. and also you, ha- you might have to like pick up and run at any time <laughs> who knows yeah, yeah right getting getting eaten by a woolly mammoth I don't know how balanced that is yeah I don't know if woolly mammoths were carnivorous but they definitely could fuck some shit up they could step on you <laughs> step on me yes yeah, step on me <laughs> step on me daddy <laughs> us as cavemen <laughs> What's that? You don't eat meat? (laughs) I would like some pressure. (laughs) Just a little more. Us uh, around the campfire trying to to invent ASMR. (laughs) I don't know, man. What's some good sleep sounds? Oh, God. For this cave. (laughs) Stalagmite drips. (laughs) Oh, that sounds soothing as fuck. I just like rake my acrylics along the cave wall. <laughs> you have you have sticks for acrylics yes, instead. Just t- I've just tied sticks to my fingers. God, unhinged. Oh unhinged. man, what, whatever. All right. Anything else to say about about uh, the rise and grind and uh, 
to be no, too tired I mean, to hustle? Just uh I would just say, you know, take inventory. Don't be afraid to simplify your life and live minimal and um, live for yourself. Honestly, like if you do want to take some time for yourself and you are tired, people are going to be pissed at you. That's not your business. Other people's opinion on you, it's not your business. So just um, grain of salt. If you want to do something, just do it. Yeah. Just try it say, out. I would say be gentle with yourself, but also mm-hmm. be self-aware. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. So we're going to jump into Bro Book Review. Bro Book Reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. So this one I think is going to go well with um, what we were talking about, about rest. So this is called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Um, This one... I was very kind. I like the concept of it, but I wasn't very interested in how he talked about habits in f- terms of business and marketing. Um, like, I feel like the first half of the book was like, OK, this is applicable. But then it was just like a lot of kind of dark stuff about how businesses can force you to have a habit and to use their um, product. Um, so I'll, I'll talk to the stuff that was like super tactile and like good for me so he talks about having a habit and then giving yourself a reward for it um so yeah so it's kind of like oh you take a walk and then let's say you get to um you know give yourself a treat that you like whatever that can look like whether it's like a bath or like 30 minutes to listen to a record or, or maybe you walk to your favorite coffee shop like maybe that maybe the destination of your walk is your treat yesterday like i said i, I went to that doctor's appointment and I, was, I had a lot of anxiety about it just because like you know um being like a, a fat person who hasn't been to the doctor in 10 years a lot of a lot of anxiety but i treated myself to a snowball uh at, that was like I, I was like i have no problem treating myself like a child to re- to reward myself for doing like adult tasks <laughs> um and then he talks about I think you will like this, Kaylin. He talks a lot about um, tracking habits and not having judgment on it, but just this idea of like, if you can track it, you can control it. So if you have a habit that, you know, like, I think what he was saying is he was just like, oh, at like 3 p.m., I always just like eat a bunch of sweets. And it's like, okay, well, let's like look at your day. Let's see like what is going on there. And it's just like, okay, 3 p.m., you're fucking exhausted. And this is what usually triggers it. This is what triggers the habit that you're trying to change. So look at that. Look at that and notice it and then see what you can shift to make that different. Oh, yeah. Huge fan of that. Yeah. Tracking tracking without morality attached to it. Just getting data. You're just collecting data. Collecting data. Um, and then another thing he talked about that I really liked is after, and I noticed this in myself with like my walking, um, you start to do things once you like your habits. So you like have these new habit creations and at first it's kind of like sticky but then after a few months 
it's not even like quite a habit. It's not something you're consciously thinking about. You're like, no, I'm going on a walk because I'm a person that goes on a walk. Um, and just like, it's not even this anything. It's just a you part to- of my day. Yeah. They're like, I always do this. I've always done this. Um, and I thought that was really nice too. Um, I was with somebody who is uh, very, you know, works on their projects, very creative, does a lot of like work, self-motivated work. And they were just like, oh, I mean, I've been doing this for so long. It's just like a muscle memory at this point. Um, And I think that's a really powerful place, not even to like aspire to, but just like you can get there in a few months. You know, where you're just like, no, I'm a person that does this. Your past doesn't dictate where you are now. You can be a person that does this. And I think that's great. Um, So, yeah, there's the bro book review. I read it. So that sounds like some valuable information. Yeah. So you don't have to. Yes. Great. Doing (laughs) doing a service to all of us. (laughs) All right. Okay, I think that's it. Um, you can find us at uh, entrepreneurs.podcast on Instagram, entrepreneurs.com. Um, I am Swamp Witch with four eyes on Instagram for all the the makeup, tarot, uh, nail content, lots of astrology shit, cancer season, yeah, baby. Um, and you can find me at Candles Unincorporated on Instagram. Um, we are in the midst of our spring collection and we'll be launching the summer very shortly. You can find me at Green Stripe Video. Probably on Instagram is the easiest. I think I'm most active there. Or if you want some video stuff, check out my website, greenstripevideo.com. And we would love to talk to you. Leave us a five-star review and we'll give you a shout on an episode later. All right, everybody. Have a gay day. Oh,